Thanks, Bjorn. That's the idea, to, to tell you what's going on uh, outside this room. I think there are very interesting projects we have seen, but there are other projects uh, on, on this continent, especially, I think. And I would like to present some of these, and then Bjorn and Markus will add their perspective to it. And we'll keep it very short, uh, just to give you a short uh, impression of what is going on beyond this meeting and maybe uh, at this point at least beyond Opencast. Uh, first of all, I would go to the Netherlands and the Netherlands have a portal provided by the uh, NREN there, which is SURF called SURF Media. And what they are doing is they provide centralized access, uh, centralized storage as well for all people in academia, for students and lecturers alike. So basically they are dealing not only with academic objects but also with objects that come from broadcasting and might be of interest to students and to lecturers. So this is the concept of the NREN uh, providing a centralized service for all universities and all people working there and all people studying there. This is what it looks like. Uh, Another national project uh, comes from Spain, it's called ARCA, uh, also a centralized service, but basically the other way around. They are following the line, or they're just the, the same uh, idea there that uh, Bjorn has been telling about. They get the RSS feed from different universities with the metadata contained. So basically there are a number of universities in Spain that do produce content, that do have content, and they send RSS feeds to that national portal in Spain uh, so they can provide a centralized access to students, to lecturers, and to the general public. Uh, this is uh, very interesting, of course, because this is uh, uh, the Spanish language there, and uh, this sort of has outreach not only in Spain, but also to South America, uh, which I find quite interesting. Uh, we have similar projects in Denmark, for example, which of course is a bit smaller, called EduMedia. Again, a mixture of academic content and com uh, content coming from broadcasters there. We have, uh, of course, other NRINs uh, that are active, but I would like to go to uh, some uh, individual players. Uh, in specific here, the University of Vigo. Uh, they have uh, 2,000 objects in there repository. It is also connected, of course, to the ARCA uh, uh, national portal there. And again, uh, they can see that they have sort of reached the critical mass, uh, not only in Spain, but also in South America. So they have sort of a day and nighttime usage uh, with people from Spain using it uh, by the daytime and the others by night coming from South America. Uh, they have, for example, also a semi-automated handling system there for their video objects, uh, which I find quite interesting. And uh, this is something uh, that is typical of, say, at least 10 universities in Spain who provide uh, content in that way. Uh, a very interesting project from Germany, uh, which I would like to present, is called Jovisto. It's a, it's a spin-off from the University of Jena and uh, HPI in Potsdam. And to answer the question how to search in video, you should uh, uh, visit their website because this is basically uh, the idea of searching through the slides. And they are not only using their own content, but they are sort of uh, trying to get content from uh, different repositories, then sh make it searchable and to provide in this way a sort of metadata uh, a, a meta search engine for academic content. So actually you will find 
lectures from ETH in that specific uh, search engine. Uh, uh, and they are doing some research on uh, semantic structures behind that. This is what it looks like. Um, I think there are some conclusions to that. We have uh, uh, a large number of players, I think, a large number of players who would like to be actively involved in any sort of development which might be called opencast. Uh, this is what I got from, from my visits to different conferences uh, throughout the last uh, three or four weeks. Um, they are not all focused uh, the way that most of us are. I think there are some of these more concerned with research, some are more interested in uh, sort of uh, working with existing repositories, some are more interested in uh, producing new lectures. But basically, I think that there is uh, a common focus to find there. And uh, I would be happy to uh, explain how to sort of incorporate these players from the European continent, how to attract them to something like uh, Opencast. Because this is only, I think, the core of any sort of community which will develop. And the question, of course, is if you have, say, 15, 20, 25 European players who are really active, uh, how to organize that with uh, the numbers that Adam gave about uh, the overall movement there. So this is the, the point where I talk to uh, Markus and uh, Bjorn, uh, just to make sure that those who aren't here uh, are not forgotten, but actually to remind us of the fact that there are other players we should involve in this uh, thing here. I just want to kind of um, follow on in that vein and kind of talk about the, the sort of undiscovered country, if you like. Um, uh, and so I'm, I'm very kind of interested in uh, issues around international development. And I just want to show you um, just one single slide, actually. Um, I had a few more here, but um, we'll uh, leave that. And I just go into this one. Um, this is a, uh, this is participants from a recent uh, workshop that we ran together with the ICTP Science Dissemination Unit in Trieste. And so each of those dots is um, participants. So we had participants from uh, South Africa, from Nigeria, Zimbabwe, uh, all sorts of different places: Philippines, Indonesia, and so. So the digital divide, I mean, that might not mean anything to you, but essentially it means that bandwidth is vastly more expensive. So for the connection that I've got at home, a couple of megabits um, for 20 quid a month, uh, that's sort of roughly speaking the, universe, the, the total bandwidth of a major African university, and they'll be paying $5,000 for that connection. Okay, so uh, and that, that's you know, $5,000 for the two megabits across, you know, several labs, you know, hundreds of PCs, thousands of students, okay? So the effective bandwidth per student is extremely low and extremely expensive, okay? But that's not to say that there is an enthusiasm for webcasting, creating multimedia. We sort of tentatively did, did explore that in an earlier workshop, and we were just totally blown away by how much enthusiasm there is. And I think there's actually things you can do. You can think about content delivery networks. You think about content caching. You can think about kind of technologies that don't just scale up, but technologies that also scale down, that work in different kinds of environments. And I would sort of like to make the pitch that among this group or you know, any other similar group, there will be a few universities who will have qualified staff and will be very interested in working with this, not just looking at our content, but also deploying the technologies, creating their own content, and making that available. 
And to me, it would just be really great if, if that can be part of the, the project. The circumstances are very different, and I think it, it will require some special ways of going about it. But for me, the question really is, is it going to be a global initiative, or is it going to be a sort of US-European initiative? And I think many of those initiatives that try to be open, open and open educational resources just aren't quite there yet. And I think we have a really significant opportunity here to try and do this in kind of different ways and really kind of extend the boundaries of that.